Your thesis is not the book. It seems obvious to say this, but I think it's worth reminding yourself that your thesis is different from your book. If you find yourself having difficulty parting with what you've written for your thesis, or if you don't know where to start if you're planning to turn your thesis into a book. In this episode, I want to share with you four of the revisions that I did for my book that made it different from my thesis. But I will also share with you four of the elements of my thesis that I kept in my book. This is of course not an exhaustive list, but these are four of the main changes that I think you would expect to see in the process of turning your thesis into a book. Scholars Unbound is a bi-monthly podcast or video series that showcases the voices of scholars who know no boundaries when it comes to the pursuit of knowledge. You will hear insights from their experiences as international scholars and how these influence their research, hoping to inspire future scholars to be fearless, global, and unbound. I'm your host, Dalia Simangan. The first one, say goodbye to your methodology chapter. That whole chapter where you explain your methodology, the methods you use to collect your data, the research ethics involved in your data collection, if there's any, and all the steps you did to analyze your data had to be drastically shortened to either few sentences or a paragraph. Instead of having its dedicated chapter, it will likely be included in the introduction part of your book. And that's what I did for mine. In your thesis, you are demonstrating to your supervisors and examiners that you know how to do research, but in a book with your degree on hand, what's more important is communicating your ideas to a broader audience, which brings us to the second revision. And that is revise your thesis in a way that your ideas are communicated to non-academic audience. If you want your book to be accessible to more readers, which is the point of publishing a book anyway, in addition to being part of the academic conversation, then it's important that in your revision, you try to minimize the use of jargons and explain those jargons and other technical terms at the get-go. Again, that's the difference between the thesis and the book. For the thesis, you want to use the language of your discipline to show that you can do academic research. But for your book, the emphasis is more on the knowledge that you discovered or produced from your research and sharing that with the world because it's important. You need to assume that not everyone speaks the same academies or that style that is characteristic of academic writing that had become second nature to you because of your academic training. I must admit that I could have been less academies in my first book, but if I get the opportunity to write another book in the future, this is something that I will really work on to let go of that academic style of writing. Speaking of letting go, there are so many things from your thesis that you need to let go when you're revising for your book. So the third revision that I want to share with you here is to kill your darlings. Or those words that you lovingly put together and mean so much to you, but don't necessarily add value to what you're communicating to your broader audience. Remember that it's likely that your book is way, way shorter than your thesis. Of course, some books could be extremely long and some could be a short read. But I would say that the normal word count for monographs will be from around 60 to 80,000 words. And now there are also options for even shorter books that go for around 40,000 words. 
So in the process of shortening your thesis, you need to cut some of those sentences or paragraphs that do not add value to your book, no matter how beautiful your prose was for those parts or how much time you spent putting those words together. And the same applies to the title of your book. And this relates to the fourth type of change that you will likely see when you turn your thesis into a book. You are probably aware of the typical thesis titles out there, often long and colorless, I'm sorry to say. But examples of this are essays on something-something or a comparative study of something-something. And some will also use their research questions as their thesis titles. As for my thesis, the title was The Limits of Liberal Peacebuilding and Pitfalls of Local Involvement, Cambodia, Kosovo, and Timor-Leste in retrospect. You can say that that's already a mouthful. And publishers will encourage you to think not only of punchy titles, but also easily searchable ones, especially in this internet age. And in my experience, the editor preferred less specific titles and suggested words that somehow provide the general theme of the book. So from my thesis title, it became International Peacebuilding and Local Involvement, a liberal renaissance. Unless you are self-publishing, which is not a common practice in academia, especially if you're just starting your career, you need to work with your editor. Find a common ground between their suggestions and your preferences and make the necessary revisions that satisfy both your publisher and your inner writer. So these are just four of the revisions that I think are necessary when you turn your thesis into a book. If you have anything to add to this list and you would like to share with our community of students and scholars who are planning to take on this important project, send me a voicemail at scholarsinbound at gmail.com or through the Spotify app so I can feature you in our future episodes. I'd love to hear from you. If getting rid of so many things from your thesis gets overwhelming, remember that there are also so many elements of your thesis that you can keep in your book. And here I want to share just four of them. The first one is the signposting that you carefully put in between your sections and chapters. These signposts are helpful for the readers as they transition from one of your ideas to another and from one section of your writing to another. It also helps to tie together all these different parts to make a cohesive narrative. And these signposts are even more helpful when you want to reach out to a broader audience. But at the same time, do not be too repetitive. Do not simply repeat the same signposts for the beginning and ending of your sections. This is where you can be actually creative and channel the loss from the darlings that you have killed to weaving your ideas in a way that is both engaging and helpful to the readers as they navigate your writing. Now, this brings us to the second element of your thesis that you can keep in your book. The creative writing hooks at the beginning of your chapters and even sometimes as your chapter titles or section titles. I enjoy a read whenever I encounter these creative writing hooks, but the same as in the previous element, do not take it to the extreme in the way that you have puns or song titles or pop culture references at every turn of the page. Even though the book is meant for a broader audience, you still have to maintain an element of seriousness, as in your other academic writing. 
because after all, the book is supposed to be in a conversation with your academic field. And speaking of being in conversation, elements of your thesis that demonstrate your knowledge of the dominant and emerging conversations in your field can be kept in your book. So your literature review will stay in your book, but it will be shorter. You are not simply showing that you know the conversations. That's why literature reviews are usually longer in thesis. But in the book, you are instead synthesizing the literature that you want to speak to and, more importantly, emphasizing the contribution of your book to this knowledge. Of course, you have already done this in your thesis, but in your book, you are presenting it no longer as a newcomer to the field, but already as a valuable contributor to these conversations. And finally, the fourth element that you can definitely keep in your book is your acknowledgements. If there is one part of your thesis that your editor or publisher will not ask you to change for the book, I believe it is the acknowledgements. Of course, the acknowledgements in your book will be somehow different from your thesis, but you can keep your personal writing style in your acknowledgements. I love reading acknowledgements. tells me something more personal about the author and their writing process because as I always say in this podcast it's all about the process that makes what we do meaningful so those are the four revisions that you expect to do when you turn your thesis into a book and also four elements that you can keep it is natural for our ideas to evolve After I submitted my thesis, I read more stuff, I gained even more knowledge about my topic, so when I sat down with my thesis again, I had to do some revisions along the way, even before the comments from the reviewers came in. The facts and the literature review had to be updated, and this is very important because you don't want to have outdated information in your work. And as a result, the overall argument had to be refined. And I also publish journal articles that are related to my dissertation, but they are all conceptually different with different frameworks and arguments. For my dissertation, I had three case studies and three themes. And after my PhD, I started publishing these case studies and themes in academic journals. And in that process, I read more stuff and learned more stuff. So in the end, my book had a different theoretical framework from the articles I published, although I used the same data from my PhD. You might ask if this is acceptable. Um, Yes, it is, but you have to be honest to your editor and tell them what and to what extent of your related work has been published elsewhere. You will need to get the publishing rights from the publisher of your journals if you want to include some sections of your articles into your book. And most, if not all the time, the publisher of the journal will approve this as long as you are the author of the book. That means book chapters work quite differently, but that's for the next episode when I will be joined by the very first guest of the podcast this year. He will talk to us about his experience of both writing his sole authored book and editing a volume with different authors for each chapter. Don't forget to join us next time. Until then, stay fearless global and unbound thank you for listening to this episode please consider leaving a comment or rating at itunes or any of your preferred podcast hosting platforms 
For details about upcoming episodes and how to support the Scholars Unbound project, visit daliasimangan.com slash scholarsunbound with the link in our show notes.